Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Kublup campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. We continue in our series on uh, the on knowing God, and as we do that, we we want to consider the family this morning. Family. I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. I was born to Greek parents. Our parents came over from Cyprus in the early 1950s. They came to Johannesburg and my parents met there. And when they met there, they, or later on, they got married and uh, had three kids. Got an older sister who's a year older than me in Cape Town. I've got a younger sister in Johannesburg, and she uh, lives near mom, and mom is still alive, nearly 80, just had a knee replacement, and uh, we got married, our dad died in 2002, and in 2003, I got married to Maria, we got married, and uh, had a little boy in 2007, in 2009, we landed in Darwin. Every Sunday, so my, my dad, because they were poor, uh, they worked hard. And so they were uneducated, but because they worked hard, they uh, had their own business, a fish and chip shop on the corner, for same corner for 42 years. And it was the family business, and uh, mom uh, worked in the, in the family business, and she was pregnant with me. And her water broke while she was selling fish and chips with dad in the family business. And they said, the good idea to uh, take you to hospital. And a good looking boy was born. Um, as we grew up, we, dad used to lock up the shop at nine o'clock at night during the week. But uh, on a Sunday, he locked up the shop at one o'clock. But because he used to drink quite heavily, time was not an issue for him. And so... When his mates left, then he would get into the car on Sunday and drive home. Sometimes he would come home at two, other times at three, very seldom close to one o'clock. And my sister and I would sit on this one couch and where we sat, we could look about a kilometer away because we are a little bit higher. We could look about a kilometer away to see when dad's car was coming. And like some people, you'd get excited, but in our family, it was when the adrenaline started pumping because how drunk would dad be? Not would he be drunk, but how drunk would he be? And so you begin to see the car coming and then we'd say, mom, dad's coming and uh, kind of we'd all be ready uh, to have lunch. And that was like a nervous feeling. Now that's my earthly family. You too have an earthly family. Some you're close to, others you might be delighted that you're 10,000 kilometers away, like with me, with some of my family. But John writes in 1 John, and he speaks about a spiritual family, the family of God. So there's no one I can find in South Africa that is my blood family that I can actually say, please pray for me, I'm going through a hard time. 
But I can come to my local congregation, to people like you, and say, listen, I've got a need. Please pray for me. So I want to show or tell you publicly that I appreciate and I respect you. And I want to tell you that when I've got a need, I feel free to come to you. And I want you to feel free to come to me because we're family. Why? Because our father is the same father. And that's what John is writing about today. He writes and he tells us who we are in the kingdom of God. We have a father. And because we are related to that father, there are certain ramifications to that. You know, we say that uh, an apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, friends, because of who our father is, there are certain characteristics of how we are related to him. John was writing to the church at the end of the first century where there were Gnostics. Gnostics, those who thought that the more you know about God, the more you know Him. Hence the word gnosis in Greek and the English gnostics, because they, it's all about knowledge, and that's the Greek word for knowledge. But Paul writes uh, in Galatians and he talks about an epignosis, a deep understanding of who God is, and you know Him and you know Him intimately. And John takes kind of that same thought and he writes to the church and he says there are people going around saying that they're part of the family or the kingdom of God and he writes and he says being part of the family there are certain things you do because of who you are that little guy that's in the room next door called Michael our son his surname is Christophides I'm his father he knows his life could come to an end abrupt no um that's who he is and that's who I am. Whether he likes it or not, from a spiritual perspective, he is our father. And let's pick up what John has to say about that in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. See what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. That is what we are, exclamation mark. The reason the world does not know us is that he did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. Now we are children of God. Not one day when we die, now we are children of God. He is our father, we are his children now, John is saying. And that will be, that's, that's what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. I'm going to read the message. Now, the message is a paraphrase. It's not uh, where I prepare my sermons from. It's a paraphrase, but uh, this paraphrase makes a little bit of sense uh, the way uh, the author Eugene Peterson wrote it. He says in the message, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. Now let me stop there, folk. It's a big thing to be a child of God because there are over 7 billion people on this earth and not all of us can say with absolute confidence, we are children of God. Either he is my father or he is not. Either I can be related to him or I'm not. And if he has revealed himself to us, what a blessing that is. We can call him father. Last night we had dinner 
at the Saturday evening service and there were men from a rehab center and all four of them said there was difficulties with their relationship with their father. All four of them. Folk, if you speak to those uh, men that are at Shalom House, the rehab center uh, up near the Swan Valley, an amazing work that's being done there. Every single one of them had issues with their father. But here, we are able to find security and understanding because who our heavenly father is. And he writes that. That's who we really are, he's saying. We're children of God. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But friends, that's exactly who we are. Children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we'll end up? What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we'll see him. And in seeing him, become like him. All of us who look forward to his coming, stay ready with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. There's a picture of, the, of an elevator up on the screen there. And there's a story about a farmer who came from his farm and he'd never seen the modern day elevator in his life. He comes to this hotel and he looks and there's somebody, uh, an old man who stands at the elevator, he pushes the button, the doors open, he gets inside, the farmer sees these numbers light up one at a time, he sees the numbers light up one at a time, the elevator door opens and a young man walks out, goes wow. Carries on looking, he sees an old lady walk into the elevator, sees the numbers, light up one at a time, he sees the elevator open, and a young lady walks out, goes, what's going on here? He says to his son, go call mom in the car. Fuck, <laughs> it's a joke, so please, no rude emails afterwards. Why am I telling you that? Because we all long for change. We all long for change. You know, when we hear words like, you're just like your father, or you're just like your mother, it cuts deep. And here we have John writing to you and to me, just as he did 2,000 years ago. And he says, this is who we are. We are children of the true and living God. And there is a certain way we live. Not because one day when we die, we'll be with our Father, but because of who we are right now. And so the whole world wants to be better. We wish we could be better. I think I spoke about Hansi Cronier last week, that great South African cricket player. And when they said to him, why did you take bribes? He said, the devil made me do it. I wish I could have been better. Friends, we can be better right here, right now, in the beginning of November 2020. John writes and he says to these Gnostics, listen, we are on the way of becoming better because who we are related to. 
Now, some of us have made some progress. Uh, other of us uh, are not doing too well. But as we have our ups and downs, because we are children of God, because we belong to the family of God, hopefully the trajectory is going up. Even in our, in our difficulties, when we, when we go through a hard time, we are still being worked at by God. He's working in our lives. And folks, that's what Christianity is all about. It's about transformation. No wonder Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 that we present our lives as a living sacrifice and he transforms us through the renewing of our minds. And that word transformation is the Greek word metamorphosis, where we get the English word metamorphosis. We are transformed, we are changed. And folks, that's not a noun, it's a verb. We are constantly being changed. There's a, a bumper sticker that has got these letters P-B-P-W-M-G-I-F-W-M-Y. And those letters stand for, please be patient with me. God isn't finished with me. And that's true because God is busy working in our lives. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament is Philippians 1.6. 1, he who began a good work will bring it to completion. You know, when, when your husband or wife says to you, when I married you, you never used to do these things. Uh, We nudge each other, you know, talking about you. <laughs> he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion because God is at work. He's not finished with us. But we need to realize whose child I am. I'm either the, the child of God or I'm not. And because I'm connected, if I am a child of God, there is a certain way I live my life. And that's the blessed hope we have as men and women of God. We're looking forward to that great day that all of this will come to an end. Not because there'll be a great war and, and uh, you know, an atom bomb will go off and, and wipe us all out. That might happen. But the day when we see him face to face because he is our father and we do not need to fear that because he's a good, good father. And we live in such a way that we are anticipating his imminent return. And folks, that is our hope. There are some who say that, well, you know what? You need to sell a certain amount of brochures and pamphlets. And if you do sell enough, then guess what? You'll be one of the number that will make it up to be in the presence of God for eternity. The rest of us will be somewhere else. So if my father sold enough pamphlets, if you did really well and made the, that number, he's in. So what I'm going to do is make sure that I sell more than dad. So I can kick him out so I can be in. That's not God. Our hope is that he's coming. And when we see him, we will be like him. And you know what? There, is, uh, there are many things that God does. One thing he cannot do is lie. And he will never lie to us according to his word. And so when he says that he's coming back, he's coming back. When we used to sit with my sister and see when dad was coming, there wasn't always joy. But friends, you and I can taste that joy on this earth in November because he's coming back and we're constantly looking out the window because the signs of the times are really there. If you don't see them, man, then there's trouble. It's this far away. You see the gap? It's this far away. It's as if 
the final trumpet is blown and Christ is on his way. Am I part of that family? Is he my father? Why am I not part of that family? And that's the challenge. That's good news. It's a blessed hope that you and I have as men and women of God. So what does John say about these things? Well, firstly, that we have been changed. That change has already begun. He says that. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And that word tekna, sorry, children, is the word tekna, which means we are a produced child. He has produced us just as our heavenly parents gave physical birth to us. So we are part of the kingdom of God and we've become born from above. Remember John chapter 3 verse 3 where Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. That actually, it's actually, you must be born from above. Yenithi, Genesis, birth, anothen, from above. Not again, from above. It's birth into the kingdom of God. Now, when you're birthed into the kingdom of God, he becomes your spiritual father. He becomes your father. And when does that happen? John writes, he says, we're made children of God now. Nin is that word which means at this time, present, immediate. Friends, it's not one day we'll become children of God when we die, we'll see him and that's what's going to happen. No, we become children of God now. And that's very, very significant. Because once upon a time, we were not children of God. In fact, in our BC days, before Christ's days, when we uh, weren't part of the kingdom of God, we were rebellious. And that rebellious nature is still within us, eh? That S-I-N, that Christ did away with, can still come out in certain ways. But we will still commit S-I-N-S. That's how gracious God is to forgive us not only our sin nature, but even our sins on a daily basis. That's the true and living God. That's my Father. That's my Father. And I pray to God that that's your Father too. There was once upon a time that we weren't part of the kingdom of God. In fact, Jesus speaking in John chapter 8 verse 44 says, You belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires. That word belong, it's indicative. That's what you were and because of what you were, that's how you live imperatively. But now, Nin, you're children of God. Because he's our father, there's a certain way we behave. You see, the one you belong to determines how you live. As somebody else said, the one you are rooted in will determine the fruit that you bear. If you're rooted in the things of the devil, you will produce the works of the flesh. But if you're rooted in the kingdom of God, then you produce the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So at the end of the day, folk, we're either in the kingdom and he's our father or we're not. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. There's no halfway station. When you play golf, after nine holes, apparently you're going to have a drink or you're going to have a, you have a break at the halfway station and then you carry on. On this earth, it's appointed once. You're either in the kingdom and he's your father or you're not in the kingdom. There is no second chance. 
There is no second chance. Growing up Greek Orthodox, once a year you can go and pray for the dead. We don't do that, man. According to the scriptures, we don't do that. Ah, because that person wasn't so good, so we pray for them, you know, and if we pray and give enough, they will jump out. No, there's no such thing. Don't find that in the word of God. We're given one chance, and let's not mess it up. John is writing and saying, when we're born again, we begin to be part of the kingdom of God. If you see on that last line, there are three fancy theological words. Let me just explain them to you. Justification is what happened in the past. In other words, we were uh, rebels. We were far from the kingdom of God. Uh, it's a legal term that says we were guilty. And he comes and justifies us and says not guilty. Not because of what we did, but because of who the judge decides what we are. Either guilty or not guilty, and we are not guilty. From a financial perspective, we were in debt. We were in the minus, not a good place to be. We owed a debt we could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe to justify us. When we became born from above, whether it was yesterday, this morning, or 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, whenever it was, when you entered the kingdom of God, justification. In the past, in the present, we live a life of sanctification. We're becoming more holy every day. Why? Because now we're in the kingdom, because we've been justified. We ask God to fill us on a daily basis with his Holy Spirit to overflow so we can live lives that are pleasing to him. Sanctification. One day when we die, glorification. When we see him, See him face to face, we'll be like him. But in the meantime, we can begin to walk towards him and anticipate our father's return just as we waited for dad to come home. We didn't know when it was going to be. So as we live our lives, we live our lives pleasing to God because we're connected to him. Romans 8.29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. We have been changed and are continually being changed into the image of Jesus Christ. You look like your father. <laughs> you look like your mother. Often people will say. The kids have some fancy little thing uh, on their phones, and uh, I don't know, they can, uh, you know, they point at us and they can make us look older or they make us look younger, and it's quite rude. Um, <laughs> I wish I could take this away. Um, but my little guy goes and he points, uh, you know, puts, points at me and his face, oh, sorry, my face comes up and it looks much younger, and I look exactly the same as him now. Now. Can you, can you make that permanent, please, son? <laughs> Put some hair on there? Take the gray away? <laughs> Friends, in the kingdom of God, our desire is to reflect who Jesus Christ is. Hair or no hair? <laughs> Fat or thin? 
round or square, pink or green, whatever it is, it's to reflect who Jesus is. We have been changed. But secondly, we will be changed. We will be changed. And so, with this parallel truth that we have been changed, we will be changed. One day when we die, or unless Christ returns, his imminent return, we will be changed. We'll go to join the Lord and to be with him forever. When? When he appears, the Bible says. Not if he appears, but when he appears. That word when, eon, it's a conditional particle, and we know that he's on his way. He's on his way. It's like a person who's gone to war, and perhaps they've gone on a ship or on a, an airplane, and they're coming back from the war. You see the family waiting to see that family member because they're excited that the person is coming back to them. And in anticipation and excitement and in hope, we look forward to the day that Christ will return. And we cannot wait that he's coming back for you and for me. So friends, it's as if we're living in anticipation because he's on his way. Our text tells us that what we will be has not yet been made known. And that word, ifanerothi, means it's not been revealed to us or manifested to us. There are certain things we know. It's as if Jesus has taken this pot and lifted the lid and there are some things we know, the contents of what's inside the pot we can know, but there are some things we don't know and that's okay. That's okay. Because in anticipation for his imminent return, we can live as if he's on his way. Suffice to know, and that's enough for my heart and I hope your heart, that he is my father and I am his child. And when he said, I'll be back for you, son, he's coming back. He's coming back. Never to leave, never to forsake. In the meantime, in the meantime, he's given us his Holy Spirit. One day when he returns, it'll come to absolute fruition. And at times where I've needed help, He's been there for me, called his Holy Spirit. With times I've need to make an important decision, he's been there for me, his Holy Spirit. Friends, what an awesome thing it is to be a child of God and call him Father. He's in total control. I don't know what the future holds, the saying goes, but I know who holds my future. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks' time or three weeks' time but I know who holds my future. And he's got it in total control. It's not what Bette Midler sang, from a distance God is watching us. No, he is intricately involved in every single one of our lives. Why? Because he's our father. We are his children. John writes, for we shall see him as he is. We shall see. That word, we shall see, optome. Sound familiar? Where do we go for our eyes? Optometrist, optome. When we see him, everything will make sense. Before these glasses, I couldn't see a thing. Now optome, now I can see. Get it? When we see him, wow, it will all make sense. 
can begin to anticipate it. 2 Corinthians 3.18, that we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed, again metamorphosized, into the same image, ikona, where we get the English word icon, into the same icon, the image, the figure, the likeness, with reference to moral things, we reflect Him. When people look at us, they see Jesus in us. Why? Because they know that we belong to the Father. We belong to the Father. So everyone, John writes, who has this hope, tells us in verse 3, everyone who has this hope, in Him purifies Himself. In Him purifies Himself, just as He is pure. And so, if you were to take blood from my Father, and you were to take blood from me, same type of blood. Why? Because he is my father and I am his son. We're in the same family. That goes for my son and hopefully my grandchildren. Why? We're in the same family. Same family. Question I need to ask you as I ask myself, if he were to return today, are you in that family? Are you in that family? Friends, it's a great anticipation that we have that he will return. He will return. Many years ago, first cousin of the late Queen Victoria became a converted man and crossed the sea to preach the gospel. Spent much of this time in Canada, in large cities, and in the backwoods, among farmers, in the lumber camps, and everywhere, in fact. One Sunday morning on his way to celebrate the Lord's Supper, he passed a Christian's house and saw the man at his woodpile industriously, industriously chopping wood to cook the Sunday dinner. Knowing the man had lost his fervor to follow Christ, Lord Cecil stopped and shouted to him, The Lord is coming, brother. The Lord is coming. He said no more, nor was there need for any more words to be told. These words that remind of the return of the Lord was enough. The words entered his heart as he had been sending the keen edge into the heart of the wood he was cutting. His conscience smote him and the reminder from God's servant that the coming of the Lord was imminent so wrought upon his soul that it resulted in his happy restoration to the lost communion with his God and renewal of fellowship with his brethren in Christ. What led to this? The thought of the Savior's coming again. The thought of the Savior's coming again. Friends, for some, it's a relief that our Heavenly Father is not here. For others, we miss them dearly. But at the end of the day, what is most important is with reference to the spiritual Father that we have. Because for some, we believe that one day when we die, that it all comes to an end. But friends, that's when it begins. That's when it begins. And so, we're about to have communion together. I'll give you that hint so you can prepare to <laughs> start opening these fancy contraptions. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, 
the new has come. All this is from God. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of recon reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Friends, I never want to take my relationship with my father, my heavenly father, for granted, ever. Because Jesus said on the night that he took bread, and he'd given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body given for you. And what he gave is to reconcile us. I don't know if you thought about why we have this bread. It's a symbol of the body of Christ that was put on the cross of Calvary to reconcile us back to himself. In my BC days, I was far from God before Christ. But now, just as we read there, now that anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Before, I was not part of that. Now, I'm part of the kingdom of God because of the body of Christ, but also because of the blood that was shed, this new covenant. Not only has he done away with the curse of S-I-N, but on a daily basis, we can come and ask for forgiveness of our S-I-N-S, of our sins. Wow, what an awesome father we have. Son, you're forgiven. Dad, I'm sorry, again. Son, you're forgiven, again. Why? Because he is our father, we are his children, and that's the family of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your body that was given to reconcile us back to yourself. Thank you that your blood was shed on Calvary for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us as orphans, but you have given us your Holy Spirit until you come again. Thank you for your body that was torn on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for your blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we eat and we drink only until you come again. As we eat this morning, Lord, draw us closer and closer to you, our Father. We desperately wait for your return, Lord. In the meantime, Lord, we anticipate your return by eating and drinking with absolute thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Let's eat and drink in anticipation of our Father's return. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.